Hello and welcome back to On The Line. I'm your host, Estée Lalonde. Today's a really special episode to me because it features one of my best friends, Louisa. Louisa is truly a magnificent human. I cannot say enough good things about this queen. She is so smart. She is so experienced. She is so open-minded and she teaches me a lot about the world. I wanted to get Louisa on the show to talk about her opinion on being a single lady. I know I shouldn't be picking favorites, but Louisa is my favorite single friend. She just makes being single look so damn good. So without any more rambling from me, let's jump into the episode. Hello? But before we start, let's take a quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, so I am here with Louisa, and I thought I would put you really to the test and tell everyone how we first met, which I actually Ooh. don't remember at all, so <laughs> I was hoping you do. Um, I think that we first met, it must have been when I was working at YSL, and I remember you were coming in for meetings. Yes. Um, and I think they became sort of like the Lancome thing eventually. Yes, right. But yeah, and we had a few meetings, but then we just met up on the side. That is so true. That's exactly it. Yeah, we must have just met up on the side because that's right. We did meet up on the side. Yes. And then we had a very nice personal convo about how tough life can be. Yes. Yeah. And we just kind of stayed friends. And I've always admired so many things about you, especially your work stuff. I'm always like so impressed with like the way you just like handle different types of jobs and now you've got all these new ventures going on so maybe you can tell people like what you're kind of up to work-wise oh, so thank they you no well yeah I mean I I am a PR that is what I do and I I've been working in beauty for 10 years now but I've done lots of different projects I worked with Mac Cosmetics YSL Selfridges and now I'm just doing my own thing working for a couple of different brands but I am also studying to be a psychotherapist. Yeah, so just like a couple of things, guys. And that's why I thought Louisa would be the perfect guest for today's topic, which is single life, because Louisa really and truly is the single life queen. Can I call you that? You can call me that. And I, I was just saying, I think I'm terrifyingly single. <laughs> like, I'm a bit too good at it, I think, now. So, yeah. What does it mean to be single? Wow. I mean, it's such a loaded word, I think, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But I think now, in this day and age, it shouldn't be something that women are terrified of. Because I think even I was like that probably a while ago. I kind of thought that being single was such a horrible kind of like place to be as a woman. But it, I just don't think it matters anymore. It's something where you can 
you can really take charge of your life and get to know yourself, mm-hmm. I think. Right. And we are going to talk about that a little later on in the episode. But I would like to know how long you've actually been single for. I feel like it's been a hot minute. Oh, it's been four and a half years. <laughs> four maybe? and a half hot minutes. Yeah, four and a half hot minutes. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, well, that is what it's, I've kind of had people, I guess, come in and out of my life who've tried to boyfriend me, but it didn't quite, it never quite gets past three months. Do you, months. like, want to be wifed up? Um, I think there's a part of me that's kind of like, I do, but then I don't seem to let myself. That's my thing. I sort of get to a certain point and then I'm like, no, bye. Is it because you find something like weird about the person and you're like, I just can't deal with that or it doesn't feel right? Or you're like, no, I love my space too much. I think I'm like, I love my space too much. But I know that some people always talk about the ick as a thing. What's the ick? (laughs) I think where you... You know, you're kind of seeing someone, you're having some dates, you're kind of hanging out together, you're spending more time together, and then suddenly something happens where you're just something like, ew, that like, person did a thing. Give me an example of something that someone did that you were like, <laughs> F that. Um, I'm trying to think. There it, was that, I don't know if we can say, on. like, the... Because we, I don't know, like, okay, whatever. So, guys, we always, like, give our dates little names and yeah, stuff. So there's like, you know, the mechanic, the comedian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm not going to give too many more specifics, but, you know, <laughs> we have code names for them. And I remember one of these particular conquests had something that you were like, oh, something's weird. Yeah. Oh, well, do you know what? Okay, we can say the comedian. Okay. I think the comedian, is this what he, he was giving me such bad anxiety. That's, yeah. That's and it was just... It was so weird because I it was a real push and pull thing where I felt really attracted to him. Um, everything was really good. But then hanging out with him was just like an absolute nightmare, especially the next morning. But he cooked for you. Was that him? No, he didn't cook for me. Who was the, sh- the guy who cooked for okay, you? There was a she- the chef. <laughs> Another character in uh, The Chef. Okay, so The Chef was so nice. And yeah. actually... I should have married him. I think that's what it is. But for some reason, I just couldn't get on board with it. I'd get home and he would be there cooking me, and he was Italian, an amazing Italian meal. And I'd sit there just be like drinking wine and he'd be just making me dinner. And I was just like, this is amazing. And everything was great. The sex was great. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, after a while, I was just like, I can't handle this anymore. I just right. didn't like it. Okay. So, and I don't know what it was, but it was just something about it didn't feel right. Right. Can we talk about sex? Of course we can. Speaking of the sex being great. Yeah. As a single lady, I mean, what, how, how does this work? How many different types of sex are there? Is it important to be super sexually compatible with somebody? Because my mom says you cannot marry the person who you have the best sex with. That's her rule. Ooh, that's the rule. Well, it's her rule. She seems to think it's like that they're like going to be a fuck boy, basically. I definitely wouldn't want to be committed to that rule. I don't Me think. neither. I know. I'm kind of like, I have a bit of a dilemma going on in my head right now. <laughs> well, I think because I think we've all been in situations. Well, over the years, you have your girlfriends. And I think I've definitely seen people who maybe got on super well, were best friends, and then didn't weren't having sex. 
And I think eventually that probably falls down quite mm-hmm. a bit because how are they any different from your friend yep. um, to being your lover, I suppose. Yep. Um, so I think that the sex is really important. I think that's what differentiates you um, right. as, you know, that kind of thing. But I think because if we're thinking about long-term partnerships, which who knows if they're the right thing anyway. And, well, you know, I mean, yeah. It's a questionable thing. We'll come back to that. I think that um, I think that sex, you have to sort of get... Uh, you want to be alluring, don't you, to your mm-hmm. lover? You want to be... So you kind of need to know them in ways that are really deep and profound and sexual and yeah. compatible. But then also get on with them enough to hang out with them quite a lot of the time. All right. I think it's time for our first caller. Let's hear it. <laughs> Hello? Hey, say It's Megan. I am 30 years old old last month um and i'm from the united states i'm from north carolina in in the u.s my question for you would be i have been purposefully single for probably the past like six or seven years um i went back to school and i was really focused on my education and my career and now i feel like since i'm 30 I can't find the right person. Um, I can't connect with with someone my age um, because I don't know. I feel like I've just been doing what I'm doing <laughs> and living a single life and being very independent. And then all of a sudden, like the whole dating field is a little intimidating for sure. Um, And I was just wondering, you know, if you have any tips or tricks, especially I think um, I think we might be around the same age. And yeah, just wanted to pick your brain. Thanks so much. Bye. I love this question so much. And I loved that she said that she was purposely single. Purposely Mm -hmm. or purposefully? Purposefully. Purposefully (laughs) single um, for all of those years because I think there's so many people who are like, when are you going to get a new boyfriend? Like, you trying to get a new boyfriend? Like, you don't have to be trying to get a new boyfriend, girlfriend, partner or anything like that, you know? Like, there's something so beautiful about, like, taking that time for yourself for however long you want to do that, Um, which maybe does that resonate with you a little bit? A hundred percent. I think I really relate to this caller. Um, because I think I have taken, you know, it's nice to hear that you're, you've taken some time purposefully, as you said, to kind of do the things, you know, that you needed to do. And I, I'm probably in a similar position. And I think it could be quite intimidating to think about going back and how you get back into sort of like maybe a dating life again. But I think something, um, I've been talking about this a lot recently, something interesting my therapist actually said to me, I'm in a lot of therapy, doing therapy school, but she said, I said, I don't know if I'll be attracted to anyone again. I sort of haven't had, I haven't felt attracted to anyone in a long time. You? Me. Okay. Like attract, like, but, but, but. As in, (laughs) well, as in, you know, when you feel like, or maybe you just feel like you just don't, it's not high on the priority list. Okay. And because I definitely feel attracted to people. Yeah, I was going to, girl, I was going to say. <laughs> as in like I see as a waiter in the bar today and I was just like, he's cute. Yeah. But it's more like, you know, when you sort of think how, I think I'm just like, I haven't got time or space for it. 
And my therapist said to me, she was like, you will find someone attracted when you sort of take time to notice the different greens in the trees and all this stuff. You know, when you've actually got space in your mind to kind of be open to someone coming in. So I think that is a really important thing. And if you've got a lot going on, it's quite hard to make time for it. I mean, God, it is, especially when it feels like a waste of time, Mm. you know, and feeling like you're never going to connect with somebody again and that, you know, they're going to take away from all your precious time. But what do you recommend this person does? Should she get on Tinder and do that whole bullshit rigmarole? Uh, I... I don't know how I feel about Tinder. I don't feel good about it. Okay. I think I'm I'm personally not on any apps at the moment and I used to be on Tinder and it was really it was really helpful. I did get some really good dates, had a few things come out of it, but I think now I sort of look at it as like the commodification of our love lives, mm-hmm. which I think is a bit troublesome. Well, we we learned about that a lot when we went to see Esther Perel speak. Yes. She was, I forget the way she phrased it, but she, I wrote it down on my notes. You keep talking, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, we'll find it. It's, um, it is this kind of idea that we're, well, it's like everything that you do through your phone. If you're, if you're lost, you look up Google Maps and you can efficiently find your way somewhere. If you're, you know, if you want food, you can efficiently get delivery to your house. It's kind of like, we we can't really do that with love, I don't think. It's not. It's a human thing that we should probably put more time into experiencing, rather than making it an efficient process. It is. It does feel like a process. I've actually personally never gone on the apps before, but I know they're super helpful for so many people. And I actually don't really have an opinion one way or the other. But I do think there's something super weird about like judging someone just on their picture and what they write about themselves and you don't get that like initial chemistry but I do think it's a good tool so I don't know I think our advice would be for this caller like just wait and see what happens what do you think like I think I think so and I think just go outside yeah (laughs) that sounds weird to say but just you know go for drinks with your friends and I shouldn't say like always go for drinks but you know go out and you know interact with people go to I find like things like classes or, you know, interesting, you know, exhibitions or stuff, diversify where you're going. Yeah. And then you, you know, you might notice someone. Yeah. And you'll meet someone who's into similar interests as well. Louisa and I always say that we're trying to meet people in the wild. In the wild <laughs> is the best place to find them. Apparently, but it's also <laughs> very, very hard out there. Yeah. The landscape is very intense. It is. <laughs> the Serengeti out there. It's so weird. <laughs> So the other day, I was walking down the street, and there was, like, a little poster that had been, like, stuck on some sort of pole, and it said, um, being single isn't a failure. Mm. And I read that, and I was like, it's not? (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes it can really feel like it. You have all these, like, outside pressures and social norms and feeling like, why am I single? There's almost, like, a negative connotation with it. But do you think being single is a failure? No, not at all. I think it's um, it's a funny one because I've got a friend I was talking to about this last night, actually, and she sort of, I sort of was saying about how, you know, I haven't been, I haven't had a boyfriend in a while and maybe I, I sort of do want that now, but I'm not really sure how to go about getting it. She was then sort of saying since her breakup that she's had a few different relationships. And then she was like, actually, now I need to sort of, take stock and realize that I don't want to compromise for anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because she's probably been with people that were just kind of there and 
were good enough and they were lovely guys, but she was kind of like, actually, this isn't, you know, this isn't working. So I think it's almost like as girls, men must do this as well, I'm sure. We'll probably do it. But it's kind of you just end up being in those situations because you just think, oh, I'm someone is showing me affection, so I'll just be in a relationship with them. And I've definitely been in that position where I'm suddenly like, oh, am I this person's girlfriend now? And then I'm like, actually, no, this is not what I want. I think it's not a failure to be like, I'm actually just going to stay single. Yeah. don't necessarily want to be with this person. I need my own space. I don't, you know. I think it's an odd thing that we do think of it as a failure. Um, because if anything, a relationship should just be something that enriches your life. Yeah. Not necessarily is your life. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> think you have to be brave to be single it's just how I'm living my life I suppose I just I get to go home and work on myself and know what I want in my life I don't have to sort of think of anyone else so in some ways I think it's probably not brave oh because it's kind of like I'm I'm just taking care of myself I don't have to think about anyone else and it's quite freeing Ooh, it's funny that you think that yeah Whereas I think that if I was to kind of then take a step to being in a relationship with someone, I'd have to really, I'd have to think about compromise. I'd have to think about what they want from, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship, what, yeah. you know. And it, that is, you know, God, it sounds, it makes me sound like I'm really selfish. But it's kind of, you know, it's just when you're ready to do that, you'll know that that's the right person. Yeah. And for me, I'm having like the opposite experience where it's like, I'm by myself all the time. And I'm like, I have to think about what I actually want to do and what my life is going to look like. So I feel, I don't feel like I'm being particularly brave, but I feel like I'm facing some things in my life. So that's a thing. But one thing I do think is I'm living alone. And sometimes I think if I choked on my dinner, which I barely even cook as it is because I don't know how, but who would know? (laughs) Who would know? This is interesting because I remember... You have been, like, sometimes struggled being on your own at home. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Being at home on my own is the best thing ever. But you've been at it for a while. Yes, of course. And actually, we had an interesting situation because I had to move back in with my parents for a bit. So I was like, Estee, you are living the best life ever. (laughs) And she was like, I'm on my own. I don't know what to do. But it is, if, if you've always had someone there, especially because we live in a world where we distract ourselves 24-7 now. We have phones to just take us away from our own creeping thoughts. And, I mean, this podcast is one of those things. So it's kind of like... (laughs) Keep listening, everyone. Yeah, yeah, keep listening. Um, But it is, you know, to then... I think I'm so fascinated by those people who can't be on their own. Mm -hmm. Because it is just like, you know, what is it that will happen when you are left on your own? What is it that you are not facing up to in some ways? Mm -hmm. Because it is, it's tough to be on your own... And have to think. That's yeah. the that's the main thing, isn't it? It is, but that's what I'm trying to do. And you're really good at doing that. So let's take the next call. <laughs> Hello? Hi, uh, my name is Emma. I am 27. Um, so I'm single and um, really happy about it, loving life. Um, I love being single um, and been single for a while now. Um, but... I am finding that it's a certain age where all my other friends have coupled up and 
everyone's either in long-term relationships or living with their partner or <laughs> married or engaged. And I find that I'm spending a lot of time when I want to see my friends, I have to be with their partners or I'm sort of the third wheel or I'm just the only single person, you know, there. Just wondering if you had any advice um, on how to get my friends to do more single things than me, wanting to go out and, you know, be with me and do more single stuff just because I feel like I'm just the only single one and anytime I get to see them, I have to be with their partners as well. And yeah, just some solid advice and getting them to do stuff with me. <laughs> Thanks. That would be great. Um, thank you. Bye. Those damn happy couples. Damn I- those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really funny because I'm actually, I'm going to dinner tomorrow with a couple and me. It's the three of us. And I'm like literally the third wheel. And I'm like, do I want to do this? Yeah, I always feel like I am. I'm most of my couple friends like favorite third wheel though because I think I've got really good at it and like I've been on holidays with couple friends and but I never really feel like I'm a third wheel right I just don't let myself feel like a third wheel I think also because I'm kind of uh, they are my friends and I just sort of see them as my friends right I think it's I think it could get more difficult I've definitely got friends who are like married kids and that starts to be the one thing I have found difficult is sometimes the judgmental vibes that's what i was gonna say don't you find your couple friends are like fascinated by your lifestyle yeah and it's weird but i also have jealous i think i think they won't be jealous um (laughs) but i think it is weird when like i do have a couple of friends who are kind of like when are you gonna you know stop you know messing around and just settle down and blah blah blah. and i'm just like i'm not gonna it makes me be like i'm just gonna do this till i'm 60 Mm -hmm. and then you know so fuck you yeah and I just think you know I think we can all just get on and live our lives if you're single or not you should be able to just hang out together and do the same things yeah and I mean also like I I guess because I was in a relationship for so long like I was usually the one in the couple you know inviting my single friends over and now it's like been flipped and reversed and it's very confusing (laughs) um but yeah I just think as a if you're listening and you're in a couple like you can just not make it weird? Like, yeah. could you just not make it weird for us? Yeah. I think, yeah. But, because I've got some girlfriends, I think, who make it weird. And then I'm like, I think I like your husband or boyfriend more than you right now. It's oh, kind of like... Oh, girl. <laughs> that's a podcast for another day. That is. I mean, gosh, yeah. That's a real, like, tunnel, isn't it? Going down to... Um, but I think, well... Yeah, just, you're all friends. should just take all of that out of it, shouldn't you, really? agreed. One thing that I would also like to say is when you're single, you're so independent, you're doing your thing, it would be kind of cool if somebody in a couple would do that as well. Like, just because you're in a couple doesn't mean you have to hang out with your partner 24 friggin' 7. No, no way. I have got a friend who's got a, uh, she's just had a baby and she's happily married and she came out she's just like yeah I want to come out for night out yeah and like go wild I mean not that that's all that single girls do but it's kind of a lot of it it's quite a lot of it um and then I've got a friend you know who lives in Bristol and she's married and she's always like oh I'm gonna come to London just like have live my best life and I'm just like yeah so I think you've just got to maybe offer it to people as well and just say can we go and do something bit different or totally but I also I think I also hang out with um you know I go for sometimes go for a lunchtime drink with my friend's husband as well like he's the best and I think you can just go and do you know 
They can be your friends, whatever it is. I mean, one thing that I'm definitely, like, keen on if I ever get into another relationship is just having, like, your own life as well. Like, not just living one life together. Like, keeping your independence and being in a couple but doing your own thing and coming together sometimes and not being together at other times. Like, I think that is just super appealing to me. I actually think that's probably where the couples I know it works best is that they they are individuals in a relationship. Right. Um, and I think that's where they sort of manage to strike a balance mm-hmm. because they both have their own things going on and yeah. they make time for those other things, but they are a couple. Yeah, don't lose yourself. Mm-mm. No. All right, there is one more call, so hit it. Hello? Hi, my name's Leah. I'm 22. My question is basically about dating. So as a person, I'm someone that's always had boyfriends through friendships. So the idea that you go on a two-hour date with someone and decide whether you like them or not is a bit baffling. So I guess my question is, how do you date and then know after a first date if there's something romantic? Is it a feeling? Do you just have to let it be a slow burner? I don't know. Help. Thank you. Bye. Dating is awkward AF. Yeah, it is. And do you know what? This is such a... I, this happens to me so much. <laughs> because um, I guess recently I... Um, I can tell the story, can I? Recently I... Um, I, another like character name, the psychotherapist. Um, I'm obviously studying to be a psychotherapist. So when I met this guy, it was a bit like, oh my God, this must be the stars aligning. This must be so perfect. He was really cute, really hot. And then we went on dates and I was just like, not feeling it. And I was just, it was not happening. Right. And I think your gut feeling after a while, when you're just kind of having to muster up something to go on a date, you're just yeah. like, there's obviously... People talk about slow burn, but I don't know why you would keep keep doing it if you just know. I mean, if I went on a date with somebody and my vajayjay wasn't tingling <laughs> and my gut was telling me, yeah. oh, I'm not so sure, I would not be going on a second date. Yeah. But maybe sometimes you get, need to get to know somebody. You do, I guess. I, and this is the thing. It's kind of, I think that we kind of like swapping on this because I always used to just rush in and probably just like sleep with someone. And I used, to, I think that kind of gets you to thinking that you fancy someone quicker, maybe. Right. But I've been trying to go the route of getting to know people more. And I just feel like it doesn't quite, it's not as exciting, I think. Maybe it's kind of, it is just a gut feeling, isn't it? It's right. a chemistry thing. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, to answer the dating thing, it is awkward. I mean, it really is, but... I think what helps is to talk to someone, like, via text or, like, on the phone before. Yes. And I think phone calls are actually crucial, yes. by the way, because people can seem very different via text, and then you meet them in real life, yeah. and it is messed up. Oh, my God. I've got a friend who lives in the countryside, and she is such an advocate of the phone call. She's kind of like, because she kind of has to then travel into London, and it's quite a big deal for her yeah. to, like, go and meet someone. Yeah. And she's just like, always have a phone call. She has various phone calls with them. Always have a phone call. You can see if you have banter with them. You can kind of feel their energy. Like, you can hear their voice. Yeah. This is very... Take this away from this episode. Have a phone call before a date. 
for sure if it's like a blind date or like a Tinder date or something. I think we all just need to have phone calls in general. What happened to the good old phone call? I mean, sometimes I call people and they're like, did you need something? And I'm like, no, just, <laughs> so, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Just want to chat. I love a phone call. Hold the line. There's more after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you think you could be happy in something like an open relationship where you do get that affection, mm. but you still also have sexual freedom, for instance? And so does the other person. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Because I think if I think about the way I conduct myself with some people recently, in the, I'm saying in the last four years since I was in a relationship, then definitely I think I'm happy. I'm fine with the way that my relationships are with certain people and they are, I guess, open um, and there's never commitment that's not ever discussed. But if I think about how I felt with my ex-boyfriend, who I was very much in a relationship with, I don't think I would have been happy with mm -hmm. that kind of agreement. But then, you know, that's in the past. Yeah. That's how I felt then. Right. I mean, I think the thing with, you know, relationships and being single and everything that's so fascinating to me is just to keep an open mind to things like yeah. every relationship is so different and you can kind of just figure out what works for you and the other person or persons yes um which is really interesting yeah I think you're right I think you have to bring to you can't keep bringing the same model to each relationship right there's no way and I think it's funny when you maybe pick up on patterns that you might be you might be putting into play with relationships yeah. But by the way, my astrologist said I am a monogamous person. Ah. She read my chart and she's like, you're definitely monogamous. I was like, I know. My astrologist said to me that I was a Saudi prince <laughs> in a previous life. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. And that the reason why I liked having sex with people is because um, I was like wandering the desert trying to find like hanging out with lots of different people. I was always trying to be enlightened. There you go. Always listen to your astrologist. Yeah, I mean, if, if we know anything, <laughs> we know that. that's fact. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the single queen, but let's just take it back for all of the newly single people out there. What advice would you give them? Like, top answers. I think um, don't 
well, go easy on yourself. And I can appreciate that if you're sort of getting up and you feel like you're alone, that that's, that can be tough and that you, you know, going out and going to things on your own is really difficult. Do you know what? It's, yeah, it, do you know what? It's such a difficult thing because I think I've been there when I felt so low and we, you feel really low in that you can't imagine being without a person in general. I think, you know, there's a lot of people who go down a road of, going out all the time, drink, you know, drinking is a thing that, you know, aids social anxiety, but is not a route to go down. I think just be really good to yourself and be really easy on yourself as well. Don't give yourself a hard time about going out or not going out. Mm -hmm. Either way, if you're kind of, you have to feel yourself through, you feel your way through these things. And if you feel like you want to be going out and you might have to have a drink and you might have to kind of lean on your friends. That's fine. If you feel like you kind of want to stay in and you just need to get people maybe to come to you and, you know, make you feel better. Just try and think about my my therapist always says to me, look for those things, like trying to identify those things that make you feel good. And then being on your own will probably become less of a, a huge sort of thing that hangs mm. over you. That's interesting. Yeah. I remember when I was at like my lowest point, I was kind of, I went, I went a little off the rails for a hot minute there, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm back, but yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I think you need to go a little crazy for a, a bit and then you kind of rein it in a little bit. But yeah, I, I went out for a, a while and then I kind of stayed in for a bit. And then I remember like I had all my girlfriends around to my place and yeah. just had like a nice dinner and I've just become so much more social, like with my friends, like yeah. I'm not really into doing the dating thing at the moment, but um, the friends dating. It's like dating your friends yeah. is awesome. That's like my biggest tip is just to like have a great support system around you and just like try to have a laugh. Yeah. Get yourself a girl gang if Get you a are a girl, girl gang. or a yeah. boy gang or, or whoever, what kind of gender gang neutral gang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gender neutral gang. <laughs> Just get yourself like that is the thing. And sometimes I'm like, this is why I'm single. It's inhibiting me from because I love hanging out with my friends probably way more than doing anything else. So and fun. It is so fun. We have a really good time. I know. <laughs> we have a lot of prosecco. A lot. Yeah. Not that much, mom. No. <laughs> How important do you think sexual exploration is during this single time in your life? I know you love sex. We all love sex in this room. But yeah. do you think it is actually important to develop yourself in that way? I think so. I think, obviously, everyone be careful. Everyone be safe. Yeah. Um, but I think so, especially as women, because that will really help to inform the kind of relationship that you might want to be in eventually. But it is just kind of like sex should be a fun thing. And I think if you can get to grips with what it is you like, you know, what you like to do, then you can sort of come to something with more, that's more knowledge on yourself. Right. And that's it. That's what it all comes to do. with. It's kind of the same as being like, I like this kind of music or this kind of thing. It's yeah. just like, I like this kind of, foreplay of this kind of sex it's you know if you can know that about yourself it's just something else that you can bring to a new partner yes I'm only bringing it up because I think it's just as important as doing that pottery class or whatever else yeah. like it's you know 
take a dick class. Take a dick class. <laughs> we sound so different saying that. A dick class. Dick class. I would or say dick class. <laughs> dick class. Um, I just think, because I, I had a really good sex life with my ex-boyfriend, but then you still probably get into little ways that, you know, uh, healthy, unhealthy. So when you're on your own and you're kind of just, you know, doing your own thing, meeting new people... It is a really exciting time. It shouldn't be... It is also nerve-wracking. I'm yeah. sure. I can understand that. I can totally appreciate that. But I think that just, you know, take it slowly and explore is a nice word. Play. Yes. Esther Perel says play, play. a lot. Well, we've got a whole episode coming up soon all about sex, but I just wanted to get your ears tingling a little bit for what's <laughs> to come. All right, Louisa, it's been a joy as always. What is next for you? Well, I am finishing up all of my work projects tomorrow, and then I'm going, next day I'm flying to Canada, to your home, your hometown, <laughs> my your home homeland. country, your <laughs> homeland. Um, I'm flying off to Canada. Yeah. So, I'm, and that's it for two months. I'm not going to work. Um, so going to Canada first, then going to Italy to just be in the sunshine, be an Italian person. And... Um, Hopefully, well, who knows? I'd like to have a summer romance, I think. God, they're the best, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So, the how best. are you going to find this summer romance? Well, connections. In the wild? In the, in the, wild, okay. in the Canadian wild. Ooh. Because I hear that Canadians are really great. I mean, <laughs> I know this one's really great, <laughs> but we're talking about men specifically. <laughs> I think, I, I, you know what? It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't know what's going on over there. Italians are. <laughs> hilarious I've heard that I need to bone an Italian I think so because <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about an Italian I met on a beach and it's just a la- it's totally a language thing but he sort of said to me once he was like do you want to have kids Louisa like do you want to be in a relationship and I was like mm, I don't know I was like I don't know if I want to have kids and he went to me but Louisa children are the fruit of love <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, it's gross oh, when God. you think of it that way. I know, and I was like, I cannot sleep with you again now. So you're the fruit of love. <laughs> I'm the fruit of love. Yeah. God, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, I think that is all we have time for today. I know that, like I said, you've just inspired me to be my best single self and focus on me and do what makes me happy and have fun when I want to have fun and just enjoy the process. You know, that's one thing I'm really learning a lot these days is to just enjoy sometimes the bad times of it and the good times of of it. And it really is helping me grow a lot. Like last night when I was literally just like sobbing into my ice cream, like, I am so bored. <laughs> you know, that's an experience. Yeah. It and is. also, equally, when I'm like, you know, getting chatted up by some hate, I'm like, damn, that was fun. So yeah. there's a lot of highs. There are some lows, but I think it's mostly highs. Yeah. I think what I think is really interesting is to feel your way through these things. I think we've kind of said it before, but it's like, you know, if you feel bad, then you might just have to sit with that for a bit and be okay with it because there's nothing wrong with feeling at the end of the day. We can't, there's no antidote for everything. So when you're single and you feel low, that might be a thing that's happening to you at that point. But rest assured, like everything, it will pass, the Buddhists say. Um, So you just have to ride it out because it's going to get really good again. Wise words. I am so lucky to have you in my life. You've got me through some crazy, crazy times. All right, girl, thank you so much for coming. I know that everybody listening is going to just be super into everything you had to say. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me on. There you have it. Lots of musings on single life. I hope you all loved Louisa as much as I do. I know you will because she is a goddess. From a personal point of view, I know that when I was recently single, she was one of those people who really helped me through um, a rather dark and difficult time because it is a complete lifestyle adjustment. And I know in the episode we talked a little bit about how online dating is a bit grim, but um, a life update, both of us have changed our tune. Both of us are hitting the ground running and it's so fun to just kind of live that single life with your girlfriends. If I had to like have a Sex in the City crew, she would be right there beside me. So big ups to the single people of the world out there. Isn't it fun? If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to post about it. You can use the hashtag on the line. You can leave us a review that really helps out the show and we would appreciate it so much. And if there's something you'd love to hear on the show, make sure you just give me a little tweet at Estee Lalonde using the hashtag on the line and we'll see what we can do. Hello? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey.